Shaq, let's just say that a uh, snake bit your mom right up here, right in the chest area. Would you be willing to suck the venom out to win the title? No, but I will with your wife. Hope we can win a game. And we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Hello and welcome to the Pick and Roll Podcast. As always, I am Kevin McClendon alongside me is Phil Golden. Phil, great NBA season. Uh, we saw a bunch of records go down, uh, especially with the Golden State Warriors. Um, Steph Curry, uh, unbelievable season. It uh, doesn't really get talked about how many threes he actually made. Uh, first player to ever hit 400 three-pointers. Uh, first ever to hit 300 also, too, which is just remarkable. Uh, great season by the Warriors overall. What's incredible is their season was so good that, like you said, some of the records that got broken or tied, uh, both individual and team, team-wise team throughout the league, were just totally overshadowed and completely not ignored, but just they just went totally under the radar. And, you know, with Steph's, you know, record with the three-pointers, it's incredible because, you know, not only did he get to 400, which no one's done, but like you said, no one had ever gotten to 300 before. So he absolutely smashed an NBA record that he had set last year. And what's what's crazy about it is, you know, you talk about unbreakable records. And honestly, looking forward, I mean, he's better this year than he was last year. That's, that's to me, when he's done, seems like an unbreakable record, but I, I could see him breaking that in the next year or two. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all, especially uh, how much he's improved over the last few years. Like you said, if he can stay healthy, I mean, think about that. We were talking about five years ago, uh, Seth Curry can't even stay healthy. His ankles, big problem. Uh, and he's really improved his game overall over the last few years. And just in general, I think uh, Clay Thompson was had third all-time uh, made threes of the season uh, behind this year and last year, Steph Curry's numbers. So uh, just the whole league uh, overall is hitting more threes, shooting more threes. Yeah, I, I think uh, what they said, I saw a statistic somewhere that there were 500 and some teams in NBA history that had never made 400 threes as a team. And he made them by himself. And then you say, you, you add in the fact that Clay hit the third most all-time. It's just incredible what they're doing. And you're right. I mean, the rest of the league is trending towards shooting more threes, but not on the level of these guys. And we'll talk about a little bit later when we get into their team, whether you know that's a good strategy or not. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, if, if Steph doesn't make all those threes, Clay coming third all-time would have been an incredible accomplishment by itself, but no one talks about it. And you can look at some other accomplishments, like what Russell Westbrook do, did this season with triple doubles. I think the most of the season since Magic. Um, I think and, he tied it, right? Tied Magic's uh, career high. What's that? I think he tied Magic's yeah. career high in uh, triple doubles. Yeah, and no one's you know been like that in a long time. And I mean, he, he he's another player where he's not he's in his prime, obviously, but he's not he hasn't peaked out yet. I don't think he's still getting better. So. That's that's truly crazy. I think this is one of the best seasons the league's ever seen. And like you said, with the 73 wins with the Warriors, 
no one's talking about the fact that the Spurs tied the NBA record for most home wins in a season. So it's just it was just a totally enjoyable NBA season that, you know, most of the time the NBA regular season is kind of, you know, pedestrian, no one cares, but this was a really exciting season in the NBA. Yeah, 67 wins for the Spurs, and they're the number two seed. That's crazy to think about. Um, great season by them. And neither of us uh, predicted that many wins. Actually, uh, going back to our uh, original uh, preseason look, we went under-over for every team. Uh, the under-over for the Spurs was 56 and a half, and we both went under. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um, I mean, I'm still surprised. I think the transition with LaMarcus went so smoothly. I knew it would go well because Pop and and their organization don't make those kind of mistakes usually. Obviously, there's the Steven Jackson thing, but it's very rare that they make mistakes like that where they get players that don't fit. Um, and he just he just fit perfectly in the system, and it's it's incredible what they were able to achieve this season. Um, I just you know you think that because they usually rest so many players throughout the season. They did that again this year. I don't know how much rest they got compared to other seasons, but I know that Pop did his usual routine for the most part of resting guys, and you would think they wouldn't be able to win that many games, and they usually don't care to get the one seed. Um, and this year they weren't even even able to, even though they won 67 games, but it's just an incredible accomplishment, and it's sadly going to be overshadowed. I think it's the fourth best record in NBA history, but it's not even talked about. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, just a great season, but I'm 40-1 and one at home. Uh, with that only loss coming to Golden State late in the year. Um, and, yeah, like you said, nobody's really talking about them. They're still a very good team, though. I mean, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to our playoff predictions. Um, but let's go back to some of our uh, preseason predictions. We made a under-over for each team, and we also made a bold, a bold prediction for each team. Uh, we'll just go in the, the order that we went uh, in the, early in the season, which was, uh, reverse order of last year's standing. So the T-Wolves had the worst record. Uh, we did them first. Their under-over was 26 and a half games. You went under, I went over, and they won 29 games. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, I, I obviously I was, I was wrong about that. I'm not surprised. I mean, they didn't win too many more than what they were predicted to. Uh, I forget what exactly I, I said at the time. Um but they didn't improve that much over last year. They're still a young team. They're definitely on the way up. The problem is that they're playing in the, the Western Conference, which right now is ridiculously stacked. And the Eastern Conference is even getting better. I mean, I think there's more good teams this year than there were last year. So it's going to be it's going to be tough for them to really you know climb the standings. And I, I think Towns showed the potential of being a, an all-star in this league at a very good year. Your bold prediction for this team was you're going to find out that Wiggins isn't that good. <laughs> and um, I think the jury's still out, but uh, do you think that's true? Um, you know, I still I, – I would, I would, I'm staying with what I said, um, and I agree with you. I think the jury's still out. I'm, I was a little bit more impressed than I thought I would be. He looks like he definitely has the potential – um, but you know, at some point he has to take a major step forward. Averaging 20 points per game is, is nice, but, uh, on that team, there's no one really in the way of you scoring more than that. Obviously Carl Anthony Towns is going to get his as well, but there's not that many, to me, talented players on the roster, at least that are supposed to be that good and that, you know, good at scoring. So I think he's really needs to, you know, score more than that. Cause I think that's a big part of what he's going to do. If he's going to be a superstar in this league, I, I'm still 
leaning towards he's not as good as people think he's going to be, but I see some potential there, definitely. It's a very good situation to be in with having Towns and Wiggins, I'll say that much. Um, I predict them to make a playoff. That was incorrect. <laughs> um, so, I mean, maybe next year. Who knows? Uh, let's move on to the Knicks, who, uh, when re-listening to uh, our preseason thing, we spent way too much time on the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> so let's not spend too much time. You, uh, which you'll find this was a trend, you said Melo will get traded. Um, that was incorrect. Melo is still a member of the Knicks, whether he wants to be or not. And I said Melo will lead the league in scoring, uh, and he was 13. Yeah, he um, he really had a, a, a weird season. Uh, he averaged four assists per game. I don't know if that was a career high, but he's he's you know we talked about him. I've talked about him a lot about how I've been disappointed in him, and he seemed to be more of a team player this year. Um, I think with the thirty-two wins, you could see some of that. But obviously, Porzingis, the you know the addition of him could you can't really. It was unbelievable, and that was a big reason for why they did a lot better this year. And I know 32-50 and 50 doesn't jump off the page at you, but I didn't see this team winning 32 games. I mean, this is, um, I think for them, the roster they have, I think this is a good season, and I think that they should they should be happy with it. The under-over was 30-and-a-half, which we both laughed at and went under. We said they were probably going to win 23 or so games, I believe. Right. Uh, so we were wrong. Uh, 32, right, right around that 30-and-a-half, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, better season than we both thought originally. Yeah, I mean, we can move on. I just don't want to talk about him too long, like you said. But, you know, like I said, I mean, I think people are disappointed, including Phil Jackson. There's some rumors going on with that. But I think 32 wins is, is a lot for this team. And we'll see what they have going forward. I think it's going to take a heck of an effort from Melo. I know he said that he wants to be at the table when they talk to free agents. But they're one or two pieces away, and maybe they could make the playoffs in the East. But 32 wins, they should be happy with the season. Uh, we'll move on to the 76ers. Um, who uh, we were both wrong about this team. 21 and a half was the under over. We both went over. Uh, they had 10 wins, so not even close. Uh, our bold predictions, which probably combined are probably one of our worst combined effort at bold predictions. <laughs> you said they won't be in the bottom five of the NBA. <laughs> and I said Okafor will average 15, over 15 points and over five assists. He averaged 17.5 and, and only 1.2. Yeah, um, this one I'm a little embarrassed about. I think the Sixers should also be embarrassed um, about this. This is the worst team they've had, which is just shocking to me. I thought that this would be a better team, obviously, than last year based on my prediction. They have really good pieces, so I don't know what the problem is. I am a little frustrated because it seems like they're trying to make certain lineups that work, which... To me, that doesn't make sense because you know you're going to lose a lot of games. So you might as well just play everybody willy-nilly. and Because obviously plugging players in didn't work. So let's play the guys on the floor and maybe try to get some of them to work out some of the kinks they have playing with other guys. None of these guys, a lot of these guys hadn't played with each other before. Uh, obviously, Jalil's a rookie and you have some guys coming in and out. And, you know, they, this team just should have been better. I'm, I'm really disappointed. Um, you know, the whole hinky situation is, you know, we can get into that if you want. That's just another embarrassment. This organization is I, really... I think that's a whole other podcast, right? Yeah, it could. It really could be. And and it's just embarrassing. That's, I mean, that's all I can say about it. And, yeah, I mean, this could be the, the Sixers fan in me, but I really expect a different team out on the floor next year. Um, I know 
Uh, we both know how much I love Joel Embiid. Uh, as long as he's healthy, I think the Sixers are fine. Uh, Dario Sarge is supposed to come over next year. I expect uh, a free agent signing with all that cap space, uh, maybe a Harrison Barnes type. Um, I won't be too surprised, depending on how the draft goes, of course, um, it, which will be big for the Sixers with the potential first overall pick and a, another potential five, uh, top five pick for the Lakers. Um, but like we said, uh, this is really embarrassing season, 10 wins, barely getting to 10. Uh, they need they need to figure stuff out. Let's just move on to the Lakers here, uh, which one of us finally got a prediction correct. Uh, if you remember, Kobe Bryant did not announce his retirement until at least 17 games or so of the season, and your bold prediction was that Kobe retires. Wow, I got I got something right here. I actually was expecting to go through every team in the NBA without getting a single thing right. Uh, uh, don't worry, there, there's some in the future that you'll be regretting. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. Um, yeah, this one is obviously uh, is not something I'm so happy about. The end of the Kobe era, um, you know, it 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 stinks as a basketball fan and as a as a Kobe fan. But you know, we knew that at some point it was going to end, and I had a feeling that it was going to be this year. Obviously, um, after 20 seasons, I think that he wouldn't have retired if he if he had it in him. You know, he, he retired because he didn't have anything left. Uh, in the tank, and it took him a little while to realize that, but, um, you know, it's just, and what's crazy is if if you watched his last game, uh, now, granted, he did take 50 shots to get 60 points, but he he was still, uh, yeah, he was still blowing by guys, Uh, he was still making some really acrobatic, tough shots, Uh, he was still able to get to the rim, I think if you looked at, if you take away the three-pointers, he shot a really high percentage, I think well over 50% from inside a three-point line. So I think he was settling a lot, but it was probably the fact that he was so tired. And at the end, you saw, you know, he, he was always clutch. And um, he showed that again, even though he was cold for most of the night. He, he still made all his shots at the end of the game when they needed it most. And what's, what it shows you is that he realized, I mean, even though he still has, you know, the ability, it's just he would need five to seven nights of rest after games like that. And you don't, you don't get that in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it was great to see him go out like that, uh, 60 points. Uh, and like you said, I think he scored. Uh, I think for the last 15 or so points uh, until that last dunk at the end uh, by, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, he really put the team on his back. It, it was, I was laughing watching it uh, just because it, it was basically like an event. Uh, everybody knew exactly what was going on. Kobe was going to shoot every shot. Uh, his teammates weren't really moving without the ball. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was my prediction. I said he would shoot under 40%. Uh, for the season, uh, it was just over that at forty-one percent. I talked enough about how much I'm not high on D'Angelo Russell, but uh, I mean he, he did pretty well in his rookie season. Uh, definitely a, a bright future possible for the Lakers with Julius Randle and him as the as, as leaders of the team. He 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 impressed me as well this year. Um, I think the key for him going forward is he can't be you know, the guy they look to to score the most points and maybe even the second most points on a team. Uh, he's super athletic, which is important, uh, obviously, at, at the point guard position right now in the NBA. I think, for me, if I'm building a team, I as much as you want one of the superstar point guards, if you can't get those guys, you want someone who can hopefully guard them. And I think he has the athleticism, at least, to keep up with some of those guys, which is going to be very helpful uh, going forward in the future. But he he, he definitely has talent. Um and if he can just develop a little bit and, and work at it, 
I think, you know, being under Kobe's tutelage would, would help. Uh, maybe Kobe stay around and help them as an assistant or something. We'll see what happens with his future. Um, but that whole attitude, and maybe he, he takes some of that from Kobe and, and, and works hard at his game. But he's he's a really good player, and he has a bright future. He just, I think the worst thing that can happen to him is him being the first or second scoring option on the team. And their under-over was 29.5. We both went under, got that correct, 17 games. Um, not, not a very good season for the Lakers, but uh, it was a very good strategic tank job by them because nobody criticized them Kobe was playing all the game. Uh, let's move on to the Magic. Uh, your prediction was that they would be worse than the 76ers, uh, <laughs> even though it was a pretty disappointing season by the Magic. Uh, not that bad. Uh, not less than with that. And my prediction was Aaron Gordon was going to break out. Um, everybody knows his name now. Uh, I don't know if he had a breakout season, but because of the dunk contest, so at least people know who he is. Yeah, that dunk contest was uh, unbelievable, and he was uh, he was great in it. Uh, he had a decent season, a pretty good season, I would say. points and six and a half rebounds. Yeah, which is, I mean, he's a rookie, and I think it's a pretty good season. You can't expect too much from guys that, you know, weren't that high of draft picks. I mean, he went high, but, you know, he wasn't one, two, or three or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think... In the 2014 draft, I think Aaron Gordon was the fourth pick. Okay. Yeah, and, it, and that's probably high for him, but, I mean, as a rookie to average that, I think is is pretty decent. Um, this that's team second year in the league. This is this is going in second year. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's uh, he had a disappointing rookie year, which is why it seems like he's the most Oh wow. Okay, yeah. So maybe he's not gonna. I I still think there's some potential there. I mean, he's so athletic, um, which has a lot of place in the NBA. Uh, he just needs to learn how to use it. I don't know what this what's up with this team. I obviously didn't expect them to do very well, and they they did better than I thought they were. Um, but as the season went on, I could see that there was some potential here. They have some good players. Um, I, I don't really know what what the missing piece is. Maybe someone who can score at a, at a higher clip. Uh, obviously, Oladipo had a pretty good season, um, but I think maybe 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 he develops and gets a little bit better. But you got to have somebody I think on your team that scores over twenty points per game. Uh, Vucevic was was pretty close at eighteen. Uh, but you know, I think it's going to take somebody that's a next level kind of player, and maybe Oladipo could be that. But only time will tell, I guess. Yeah, their under over was thirty four and a half. We both went under. Uh, and they just went over at thirty five wins. Uh, Vegas is pretty darn good at making these under overs. Yeah, I mean they they have a lot more people on the case than just me and you, um, and I'm sure they do all kinds of statistical analysis and stuff. I'm not sure how they come up with these numbers, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, most of the time. Uh, they're they're pretty accurate. Yep. Let's move on from the Magic to oh, what a great team! The Sacramento Kings uh, fire their head coach now. It took them a year longer than it should have. Uh, I mean, it, it, this team was a mess. Your prediction was that Rondo and Cousins were going to be on different teams. <laughs> Neither of them would be on the Kings by the end of the year. And I also said that Cousins. I'm sorry, I didn't get that last part. I also said Cousins. Yeah, I think what we both uh, overlooked is the fact that Cousins is kind of hard to trade. Um, I'm not sure that they shopped him or not, um, but you know he's he's a really good player. I mean that there's there's no ifs ands or buts about that, and so is Rondo. Uh, Rondo had 11.7 assists per game this season. Uh, Cousins had almost 27 points per game. These guys are really good, um, and they still have. I mean, Cousins has plenty of time left. Um, they're tradable commodities as basketball players, but I think it's the other stuff 
that organizations hesitate about. I really thought they would be able to get rid of these guys and maybe try to rebuild, but the Kings organization is just, to me, it seems kind of backwards. I mean, they were the ones who got out, went out and got Rondo in the first place, and I think that says something. But it was I, only a one-year deal, so yeah, they don't not necessarily bring them back. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to do with this organization. They did win 33 games, but I mean, if you have Rondo and Cousins, you're going to be at least decent as long as those two can can kind of get get together and 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 be you know at least cooperate on some level. But this team going forward is, is just it's going to be a disaster for a while. I don't know if they can get rid of Cousins or what, but uh, that's something that I would look to do if I was them to try to rebuild. I mean, he's a great player, but I just don't know if they can attract free agents to come play with him. And like you said, 33 total wins. The under over was 32 and a half. Uh, you went under, I went over. Uh, just one game there. Uh, like, like you said, so close on these uh, predictions for the under over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Kings are in a tough spot. Not sure what they're going to do next. Uh, they have to get a coach. Uh, just a real mess there. Uh, maybe Wadi Zivash figured it out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in, in anybody in that organization, but you never know what, what might be able to happen. I mean, like I said, I don't know that they can attract people to play with DeMarcus, but... Um, you know, maybe DeMarcus can sit at the table and, with somebody and they can get, get a free agent or two to go there. Um, but, I mean, personally for me, I would, I'd rather rebuild that team, but we'll see what happens going forward. We'll move on to the Nuggets, uh, which may be one of your boldest predictions. The Nuggets would have the worst record in the NBA, and I said that uh, out of two out of the three players would trade it out of Wilson Chandler, Nilo, and Kenneth Freed. All of them are still on the team. Yeah, this team surprised me a little bit also, obviously. Um, I think they had six or seven guys uh, who were in double figures, although I don't know how, if you count Augustin. He was hurt, I think. Uh, but so he, he, traded, he got traded to the team at the deadline. Okay. Yeah, so I guess you, you only have five there or, or six, whatever it is. Um, they have some good talent, uh, some young guys. Uh, going forward, that might develop, and maybe this team could be decent. I think they have some good pieces. They're still missing, you know, a player or two, as as a lot of these NBA teams are, especially the the teams at the bottom. But I don't think this is as much of a disaster as some other teams. I think that they can maybe attract a free agent or two, and and could be decently competitive soon. And they also have three picks uh, in the top eighteen, I believe, this year's draft. Uh, they have the right to swap picks with the Knicks. So that should be a top seven pick, I think. Um, and then they get the Trailblazers and the Mavericks and the Rockets first round pick. So uh, they definitely have the ability to make some trades, get a free agent, uh, see what they can do. Uh, but like you said, a lot of young guys, Nikolai Jokic. Uh, I mean, in any other year, might be in a conversation for rookie of the year. Uh, but Towns is just so good. Uh, but. I mean, people might not recognize that name, but definitely had a great season as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, you had some other guys who had really good seasons and that, you know, some sometimes a guy who has a decent season as a rookie gets overshadowed. I mean, 10 points and 7 rebounds is really good for a rookie. Um, but, I mean, you watched this team all year, obviously, more closely than I did. I mean, I just just looking at them, I think that they have some young pieces. If I was them, I would try to keep most of those guys. And like you said, they have the draft coming up too, so maybe they just you know, draft a couple guys and wait a couple seasons. And I, I think this team honestly could be back in the playoffs in a couple seasons. Yeah, Moutier looked good. 
I couldn't believe he fell to them in the draft. I just thought the Kings really needed a point guard, and we're going to take him. Uh, so I think they lost out with Kent Moody, and definitely a lot of young guys. Uh, they can build on Will Barton as central sixth man of the year. Uh, we'll get to that later, too. Uh, but he had a great season. Let's move on to the Detroit Pistons, who we didn't spend a lot of time with uh, earlier in the year. Uh, didn't really think much was going on there. They, they bought four playoff spots. Uh, and in there now, the AC is playing the Cavs. Uh, you said that Andre Drummond would be traded, uh, and mine wasn't so bold. I just said he would lead the league in rebounds. Yeah, obviously they, they didn't move him, which is smart on their part. Uh, I'm not sure what we did with the over-unders here, but uh, they, they've, they've impressed me this season. They're a really solid team. Uh, again, I, I feel very similar, as I just said, with the Nuggets. I think they have some good pieces here, and I would try to keep this core together if I was them. Uh, there's some pieces off the bench you could move, and I think that's where the improvement's going to be, and I think that's where they're going to get exposed when they play the Cavaliers in the first round. Although, admittedly, their starting five is clearly not as good as the Cavs either. But, you know, when you want to be a team that, that makes the playoffs and can make a deep run, the, the bench is what comes so key um, in, in the playoffs. And, and their starting five is pretty good. I think they can compete with a lot of teams with their starting five. Obviously not, you know, the, be- the best teams, but the bench is where they really need to make improvement. But I think I'm convinced now after this season that this is a core that can really do some damage and maybe become a 4-5 or five seed if they can get a free agent or two to, to you know, bolster their bench. The under-over was 34-and-a-half, and we both went over, so okay. we're right there. I don't think either of us were expecting 44 wins, no. but uh, still got that right. Uh, I mean, talking about the matchup with the Cavs, I mean, we can get into detail later, but if if you're going to play the Cavs, I mean, their biggest weak, weakness is the big man, and then Andre Drummond's one of the best in the league, so I could definitely see them giving them trouble in the series. Yeah, I mean, that I think... I don't want to get too much into it, you know, before we go there. But I think that will be the key for them in the series is to pound the ball to him and try to expose the Cavaliers down low. I think that would be the the best way to go about this. But uh, we we can talk about it a little bit later when we get into the playoffs. The Charlotte Hornets were next, and I said that Al Jefferson would be traded. Uh, still on the team, uh, had some injuries this year. And your bold prediction, <laughs> you really like this guy. Was that Frank the Tank Minsky was finished third in the rookie of the year, and he would be a starter by the end of the season. <laughs> well, uh, obviously, I wasn't right about that. Um, you know, I I just thought he would be better than he is. Obviously, uh, this is another team. They have they have some young guys on their bench, and then they have some guys who have experience in their starting lineup. Um, I, I like this team. I think they're they're a solid basketball team. I think if they can keep this 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 squad together, they're going to get better naturally. I don't think they're missing any pieces. I mean, you want a superstar, obviously. Uh, they don't have that, but I I really like this team. I think they're well rounded and they have they have good young players on the bench. Um, in a year or two, this could be a a team that might be able to you know win a round in the playoffs. I mean. Obviously, the goal is always to build towards a championship, but you know, obviously, in order to do that, you need to get superstars. And outside of that, though, I think this team could be a team that could win a, a playoff round in a couple of years. Well, I guess we know who you're picking in the uh, Heat Hornets series. Uh, yeah, this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're pretty good. Kemba Walker had a great season. Um, Kid Gilchrist uh, was out, uh, inherited stuff in the early of the year. 
had to get surgery, so they'll get him back. But Platoon will be a free agent. That'll be important uh, for them to try to sign him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think they're going to give the Heat a, a good run. They've had a very good season. The under-over was 34-and-a-half. We both went over. But, once again, I don't think either of us are expecting 48. Uh, but, overall, a really good season by one. Now, 48 wins is a lot of wins. I mean, there's just no yeah. there's no two ways about that. And, no, I didn't expect that. But we, I think we both expected them to be a playoff team. Um but yeah, I mean, I just think they have a good balance of young and ex- young guys and experience. I mean, Kemba's still pretty young. He's a really good player. Obviously, he's the leading scorer. Uh, but Batum and Jefferson, you know, those are key guys. Like, obviously, they have to keep Batum because, you know, it's more than just what the guys, you know, the talent. It's it's the experience. You know, you can't um, you can't really replace that with anything. And those guys have been in playoff series before. Um, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna need them this year if they're gonna beat the Heat. You know, they're gonna need those guys to step up for them. I actually did not have the Hornets in the playoffs. I had them as the 11th. You had them as the 8th. But, okay. Uh, but you, you definitely uh, liked them more than I did early in the year. But we'll move on. Uh, move on to the Miami Heat. Uh, you're a big fan of Hassan Whiteside. You picked him to win the most improved player. Uh, that hasn't been decided yet, but uh, I'm going to assume that C.J. McCollum is the leader for that award. Yeah, I think... Um... I mean, I'm still high on him. I think that he's somebody that is going to be good going forward also. Uh, he had a pretty good season, 14.2 point. I mean, yeah, points, uh, 11.8 rebounds. Uh, and I think one of his biggest things is that he, he averaged 3.68 blocks per game, which is, which is a pretty high number. This kid's good. Um, he's still pretty young. I think he's going to be he's good going forward. I'm sorry? He's going to get paid in That was my next point. The question is... Are the Heat going to give him max money? Um, I, I don't know if the market will demand that he gets max money, but you know you, you can't really doubt what's going to happen. And like I said, we just mentioned a couple of teams who need someone who could be a superstar. I don't know that he has superstar potential, but if I'm an organization looking for to take a chance on someone, he's somebody that I would definitely think about taking a chance on. Um, there's been some questions about his maturity, etc., um, but you know, hanging around Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, I'm assuming, and some older guys, I mean, Joe Johnson, uh, Luol Dang's been around a while. I, I'm assuming that he's, you know, hopefully had some influence, been influenced a little bit by those guys. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still really high on this kid. I think he's really good. Um, I, I haven't heard any word on Chris Bosh. I don't know if you have. So if, if, if Bosh isn't coming back, he's going to be big white side. I mean, either way he will be, but he'll be a lot bigger if, if Bosh doesn't come back and deciding how far they go this year. Yeah, I haven't heard anything uh, new on Bosch. And, and like you were saying, these are the types of guys that may not necessarily deserve that, that max money, but there's a team out there that's going to give it to them because they need, uh, they need a great player. Um, I mean, we see Gordon Hayward is getting paid max money because same situation. I believe the Hornets offered him a max, and the Jazz just matched it. Uh, so um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he does get that max money. Uh, my bold prediction, I don't know how bold it was, uh, that the Heat would win the division uh, by virtue of a tiebreaker. They did beat the Hornets and the Hawks uh, in that division. So uh, I guess I'll give myself a partial correct for that, even though it wasn't too bold. Um, I think I just saw it says here that uh, somebody from the Associated Press reported that Bosch is not expected to return during the postseason. Uh, there's a lot of speculation about what's going on with him. Um, hopefully he can get healthy and come back for them next year. If I'm them, I give the max money to Hassan because 
right now, they are not a team that can probably win the championship. But if you get Hassan, if you have any wiggle room to get anybody else or make a trade, they're not that far away. Now, this team is going to get worse as time goes on. Bosch and Dwayne Wade, obviously, are they're going to get worse. But I think with the way that this roster is constructed, they're constructed to win now. They're not constructed for the future. So I think Hassan Whiteside can be that piece that you hold through the transition. You can go at this thing next year and the year after, see what Pat Riley can do. I never doubt his abilities to put pieces together. And if you can't do that, then after Bosch and Wade are gone, you can start to rebuild. And at least you'll have Whiteside going forward and in the future. And at least you'll never have to tank all the way out uh, to get you know a, a lower, lower pick. And you can still be at least a halfway competitive team. Um, although the trend recently, obviously, with the Sixers and other teams is to tank all the way out. But we'll see if that's something that they pursue. But if I'm them, I, I just can't give up on Whiteside. Um, I just think that he has a lot of potential, and I would, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't let him go. Uh, before we move on, the under over was forty five and a half. I went under. You went over. Uh, they won forty eight games, so uh, overall, pretty decent season with them. Uh, Especially missing Bosch. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, you know, he played fifty some games, but missing him for like about 30 games, I mean, that's a big chunk of your season. So I think it's really impressive. I mean, if you think about it, it's possible that if Bosch was playing, they might have won more. Although there's some speculation about whether Bosch is really helping their team. Uh, they played really well without him for, for a good you know stretch. So I, I, I don't buy that. I mean, I think the more good players you have, usually the better. Uh, but sometimes, you know, players don't fit. And we'll see what happens if, you know, hopefully he can get healthy. I think they're better with him. The Utah Jazz, 41-and-a-half, under-over. We both went under. Uh, they were just under at 40, just missed the playoffs. Uh, right at the end of the season, bold predictions where you said that Trey Burke would finish second in most improved player. Um, and I said Gobert would win the defensive player of the year. Well, Gobert did have over two blocks per game. Um, pretty good season. I think you're closer maybe than I was. Uh, Trey Burke... 10 points per game, uh, 1.8 rebounds, 2.3 assists. Those are not exactly great numbers. I mean, he, he didn't even start a single game this year. Um, I think a part of the problem was uh, the acquisition of Shelvin Mack, who came in here and kind of took over um, the starting role. And he looks really good. Um, obviously, I was watching him in the Lakers game, uh, the Kobe's last game, and he looks really good. I think that going forward, having him and, and Gordon together is great. Uh, they played college ball together uh, at Butler. I, this is a team that I wouldn't touch. Uh, maybe you want to add one or two players, but this is a team that's only getting better to me. I mean, most of the guys are really young, and they look like they're all pretty good, decent players that are getting better. Um, I mean, Rodney Hood is... I think a huge surprise this season. He's been excellent. Uh, they're going to need more pieces. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I I wouldn't touch the core here. I think that they have a lot of really good young players. They just need to be patient. Yeah, I agree. And in the preseason uh, predictions, you said right around 40 wins. Uh, so you were dead on right there nice. uh, at 40. Exactly. So uh, I agree that their core is pretty good. Hayward, uh, and like you said, the addition of Mac. Uh, and Gobert just continues to get better. Uh, I won't. Exp- I would. I would be surprised uh, if this team isn't in the playoffs next year. And you. And- 
we'll move on to the Indiana Pacers now. Uh, your prediction was that they don't make the playoffs. Uh, currently playing the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> um, uh, I believe that's entering the fourth quarter now. Uh, my prediction was that Paul George would be an MVP candidate. This team surprised me. They really did. Um, I guess I was disappointed in the Bulls. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, I think that was probably the team. I probably had all the other teams in that are in, and then I think I had the Bulls instead of the Pacers. You uh, loved the Bulls in our uh, preseason. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're just, you know, I, I, they're, they're the seventh seed. They're not world beaters, but they do have a lot of good players, and this is a tough team. It's a tough draw for Toronto in the first round. This is as good as a seventh seed as you're ever going to see, I think. Paul George is an elite player. Monta Ellis is a guy that, I mean, even as old as he is, um, he could still really light it up. Uh, you know, they have a couple young guys. I mean, Miles Turner has turned out to be pretty decent. Um, but overall, I, I just don't see this team uh, doing any damage. I don't, I guess I won't give my prediction right now, but they, I don't know what to, if I'm, that, if I'm their GM, I don't know what to do with them. I mean, I wouldn't get rid of George. He's so good, but there's, they're missing a lot here. I, I really believe that. Yeah, uh, I mean, George Hill is, is a decent piece they also have. Uh, like you said, I, I don't see them making the conference finals or anything, but uh, like, very good seventh seed. Uh, arguable that, I mean, them and the Rockets shouldn't be where they are so good. Uh, the Rockets might be one of the best eight seeds you'll ever see. Uh, most definitely underachieving eight seed, too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, great season by the Pacers. Glad to see Paul George came back fully healthy uh, from that nasty leg injury. The under over for them was 34 and a half. We both went over and they won 45, so we were both right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, even though I didn't have them, I probably had them close. Um, but I, I can't say I'm surprised or disappointed or anything. I mean, this is about what you would probably um, expect from them this season. Um, and like I said, I mean, I just. I don't really know what to do with this team. They kind of confuse me because they're not great, but they're not bad either. They're just kind of one of those teams that are in the middle. They remind me of, I guess, the Hawks, who are like really in the middle for a long time. And this this could be them for a while if they don't um, make some serious changes soon. Uh, we'll move on to this team. You can probably guess who this team is. Your prediction was that they are going to be the worst team in the East. And I said, no, I don't want to waste any more time on that talking about I didn't even make it. That is the Brooklyn Nets. That is correct. <laughs> the under over was twenty eight and a half, which was very generous. We yes. both went under and they went twenty one. Yes. All right. Do we have to say anything else? I mean, this is a dumpster fire. This is a disaster. I mean, I guess we it's hard for us to talk because the Sixers only won ten games and the way that the Sixers are being handled is almost as embarrassing or maybe even more embarrassing. But this Nets team is wow. They um they're a long ways out. I mean it's as far as the Sixers are, they're in a way better position. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind that the Nets are definitely in the worst position of any team in the NBA, even though they won more games than a couple of teams. They might be in the worst position in any sport, professional uh, team right now. It's, yeah. Uh, top four, uh, American sports. So uh, that's enough time about the Nets. They're that's, bad. They're I agree. Bad the, couple of years. Uh, the Sun, you said Brandon Knight was going to have a breakout year. Um, I didn't even make a prediction for the Suns. A uh, very disappointing year after Eric Bledsoe uh, went down with an injury. The under-over was 36.5, uh, which obviously 
they didn't even come close to with head injuries to what so they only had twenty three wins. Yeah, again, this is another team. I mean, they have they have a little bit of young talent, but this is this team. I, I don't like what they're doing here. I don't like the the roster they have. I don't know why Tyson Chandler went there. I, I just I'm so confused by this team and the moves they made last season. They're just there's just a huge question mark. I mean, they're in a really bad position. Also, I think I don't think they're close to being a playoff team. Uh, I mean, after this season, at least looking back, I mean, they're just all over the place. And I I, I don't know what you think, but th- this needs to – I think they should just start over. Yeah, I mean, they have a, a top pick this year, uh, third worst record in the league, I think. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think they're – Fourth. Uh, they're fourth team. They, fourth, they yeah. wind up winning more games than the net. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, they're going to have a pretty high pick. Uh, Devin Booker, I mean, he looked better towards the end of the year. Uh right spot on their team. So many guards on that team, though. Um, I mean, they got rid of Isaiah Thomas uh, last year because they had too many point guards, but it looks like they got rid of the law for the wrong one. So, we'll, we'll see uh, how Brandon Knight does uh, with Bledsoe with coming back, Seth uh, Booker, and their top pick. Uh, Alex Glenn, I'm not really sure what he's doing there, but uh, he, he needs to improve the team once we start uh, the playoffs. Uh, we'll move on to the Celtics. Great year by the Celtics. Uh, who you weren't too high on at the beginning of the year. You said the prediction was that they don't improve much. Uh, I think 48 wins uh, says that they did improve. Uh, I think they had a great season. My prediction was that Evan Turner would hit multiple buzzer beaters this year. Um, I don't have any statistics on that, but I'm going to say he did not. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this team's good. This team is really good. I like them a lot now. Uh, I was definitely wrong about this team. Uh, Brad Stevens is incredible. I love the roster this team has. I'm just so jealous of of everything. I mean, obviously, you'd rather be Golden State. But if you can't be Golden State in San Antonio, man, wouldn't you like to be Boston? They have just good, solid players. Everybody that they play is just solid. Uh, Lots of talent. They're deep. Uh, when guys leave the floor, they don't, they don't, you don't lose any talent. Obviously, they're missing like a superstar, but they have some young guys. You never know one, one or two guys could end up really developing. Although I don't really see it, but this is this is a great roster. I mean, they're really. I mean, you had a superstar to this team, and they're, they're championship caliber, in my opinion. I think Marcus Smart out of anybody on that team has the most potential. Uh, great defender. Has really worked on his outside shot, uh, so he's able to shoot that three now. Uh, but they are missing that that player, like you're saying. Um, they they have the next pick, uh, so they could be getting a, a very good player in the draft this year, uh, whether it be Simmons or Ingram. Uh, I mean, if the, the ball's bounce their way, uh, they could get that player in the draft this year. That's definitely a possibility, uh, obviously, but. Either way, I mean, I just love the way that they're set up right now, and they're just like I said, I just can't get over how deep they are. They're going to give problems to any team that they face in the playoffs, uh, you know, this year, obviously, and then going forward. They're just going to be a tough out, and I think they're only going to get better from here. I think they could—it's going to be hard to improve on 48 wins, but I think they could do it. Uh, like I said, you know, this that they're missing the superstar, but that's that's a good thing to be missing because, I mean, most teams are missing it, but, you know, if you're at the position where that's the only thing you're missing, which is I think that's where they are, you know, obviously it takes one draft pick or, you know, one signing and you're there. So obviously if it's a draft pick, it'll take a couple of seasons. But 
this team, I really like the way they're built. They play defense. Um, we'll see what kind of damage they could do in the playoffs. And let's just hope that uh, Opal Four is not a Boston Celtic uh, next year. I mean, we've heard the rumors uh, that they were they were trying to make a deal for Opal Four at the deadline. Uh, I'm just uh, hoping that he's still a 76 and not a Celtic uh, come uh, October. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a huge fear of, of the Sixers. I, you know, it's just, it seems like they seem, the rumors are that they seem like they're willing to get rid of him. We'll see if that comes true. I hope at least if we're going to do that, we have to see what we have with Embiid first. But sometimes you can't wait that long, and I understand that too. But I would like Okafer, and I think he has a tremendous potential, and I wouldn't get rid of him unless we absolutely had to. I mean, I'm, I think Embiid's going to be, best player in the league in three years, and I still think that Okafor should still be on the team and on the floor with him. Um, I, I just don't understand when people say that those two can't play together. It's amazing because they've never they've never played on the same floor, so I don't understand how people get there. And you know, I hate the whole he's seven foot three thing. I don't care if he's eight feet tall. If he can move, then let him play power forward. I mean, it's really it's simple to me. We, like I mentioned, uh, the guy from the Bucks, I can't say his name, the Greek freak. He's like seven foot or whatever, and he plays power forward. Let 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 them let players play wherever they want. Kevin Durant, I mentioned all the time, he's seven foot. He could play shooting guard. Let let players play wherever they want. It doesn't matter about their height. Uh, you can switch on defense if you have to. But, you know, having those two guys downstairs would be just unbelievable. And I know it's opposite of the way the NBA is trending, but as long as you have some guards that can keep up and play defense, you know, it's going to be hard for the other. Don't don't forget, it's going to be hard for the other team to guard you if they don't have players that can guard down low. And as good as Draymond is, you know, there's nobody in the NBA right now that's that good at center. But if you have someone that can has good footwork and has a big body, Draymond Green's not going to be able to guard them if they're seven foot tall. I don't care what anybody says. You know, I think the... Draymond's ability to guard centers is be, is the fact that there really are no true centers in the NBA right now, at least good yeah. ones. And somehow we we got to the Sixers when we were talking with the Celtics. So let's move on to the Bucks. Sorry, uh, you did not give a prediction. My prediction was that Greg Monroe would be the third highest scorer on the team. Uh, he was indeed the third highest, but uh, I mentioned uh, that Jabari would be their top scorer, and he was their fourth highest. Yeah, this team, I think, is. Disappointing. I don't know what I said at the beginning of the season, but I'm a little disappointed by them. I don't know how you feel, but I, I don't. You know, you had them making the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. You had I, them as the, as the sixth seed. You had them. Okay. So I must have. And actually, you had them winning uh, the first round matchup against the Hawks. Wow. Well, I don't like the Hawks. I mean, I know the Hawks are good. I I don't like them, but we can get into the Hawks later. But yeah, I mean, this team is disappointing me this year. Uh, I I really I don't know what the problem is. I. I when I look at their roster, I think it's I like it. There's some young talent there. Um, I couldn't I couldn't really give you anything else. I really don't know what else to say. I just they should be better, and I don't I really don't know what the problem is. Well, I mean I mean since you can't say his name, you have to at least try, right? Giannis. Try to say the Greek speaks name before we move on. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. You were you were close. It's not bad. Uh, we'll move on to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who did not make the playoffs last year uh, because of all their injuries. Right. Came back. Uh, my prediction was that Cameron Payne would be starting uh, by the end of the year. And uh, yours was, I mean, we'll, we'll see if this happens, that Kevin Durant will leave in free agency. Uh, you, you basically were saying that he, he will go to Washington this summer. That's the prediction I'm sticking with. I think that's definitely true. 
Although this run, if they can make one, could tempt him to stay. Um, Russell is so good. Uh, and he obviously, Kevin's so good. It's just after that, they just have a bunch of guys that are okay. It's, it's, I like Serge. I think Serge is good. And obviously, Canner had a decent season, but they're okay. You know, they're not great. Um, but there's they don't have a they don't have a solid roster. But the thing is, when you have Russell and KD, you're go- obviously you can be extremely competitive. I mean, it's incredible how many games they won this year. And if they can make a run, it could convince Kevin that maybe one or two free agents could turn this thing around. I mean, they could pull. I mean, the Miami Heat did have a good bench when they had the big three. But if they could get one other big time name, they might be able to do it. Just the three of them, kind of like what the Heat did. Um, but you know, it's, it comes down always, you need some guys on the bench, but these bench players with another superstar will probably be enough to, to be able to compete with, with the Warriors and the Spurs, honestly. I mean, they might be able to do it this year without them. So I think for me to make a full judgment, I want to see what they do in the playoffs, but we'll get into the predictions, but I, I don't doubt this team. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, very good. Uh, we'll move on to the Pelicans who snuck into the playoffs last year. Your prediction was that Anthony Davis would be the MVP of the league. Um, of course, injuries uh, really hurt that. Um, my was that the Pelicans don't make the playoffs, and that was correct. I don't know how bold that was since they were the eighth seed, uh, but I think a lot of people had them in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think it was bold. Um, I mean, you would expect the team that made the playoffs last year that was has a pretty young base. I mean, obviously the best player is extremely young, and he's only going to get better, you would expect. And they have a couple other young players. I mean, for the most part, they're not they're not relying on older players. So you would think that naturally they would get better and still be in the playoffs. This team struggled a lot, even when Davis was playing. I mean, he did play 60 games this season, or 61. So I, I was disappointed in Davis, but I know he was battling a lot of injury. So that probably had a lot, of, a lot to do with it. Um, and, I mean, there's nothing really to say with this team. There, we know they're the same team as last year. We know what the problem is. They have a good base. they got to add players We'll see how much better Davis can get uh, with, when he's fully healthy next year, hopefully. We'll see you know, how good he can be. Maybe I'll predict that he'll be MVP ne- next year. I think, I think I'm excused from that pick because even though he played 60 games and was kind of disappointing, he also was injured for most of the season. But uh, maybe I'm just making excuses. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think going forward, I, I, I like this team. I think that they're still going to need some pieces, obviously. Uh, but the Western Conference is so tough. But if you have a player as good as Anthony Davis, I think you can always, you're always going to be close, you know? And they'll have a high pick this year uh, because of the bad record. Uh, so we'll see what they can do in the draft, maybe get a free agent. Uh, we'll move on to the Wizards. You said that they will not make the playoff. I didn't make my prediction, but I had them finishing second in the East, though. That, that was pretty bold, I guess. Uh, you were correct. They did not make the playoffs. Uh, really disappointing season. Uh, I was expecting a lot from John Wall, and he did not really get much help on the Wizards team. He was basically the entire team this year. Yes, um, I always rail against him. He had a pretty good season. I mean, almost 20 points per game, over 10 assists per game. His PER is under 20, so do with that with what you will. But again, like you said, he didn't get a lot of help. So sometimes when you're kind of feel like you're doing it all yourself you tend to go outside of what you normally can do and you know you 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 tend to make some stupid decisions or take bad shots etc but a good season for him I'm, I'm impressed by him um this team you know I think it hinges on Durant if you get Durant obviously this team is I think championship caliber even though they only won 41 games but come on it's Kevin Durant huh they're the favorites in the east 
Right. Okay. So I don't need to convince you. This was this was the pick I was probably most proud of because just based on between me and you, I mean, you didn't you had them as the two seed and I had them out of the playoffs. Um, but I don't have to brag, man. <laughs> well, I got I I think most of my predictions were pretty bad, so I gotta I gotta you know I gotta make uh, light of the ones some, that we're getting some bad ones. Don't worry. Yeah. So I, I listen. I gotta make you know the ones that are good. You know, I gotta build them up. Maybe people you know won't listen to the other ones as much. But anyways, uh, you know this team. They have they're gonna if you know if you have Durant they're gonna be they're gonna be good they have good point guard they have you know guys you know on the bench that are good without Durant though that's a whole other story and it's to me I don't know maybe you can get somebody else but uh, this looks like another team that could be like I said with with the old Hawks team uh, just a team that kind of is okay like the Pacers look like right now that are just kind of they have some players. Yeah, a couple young guys, and they just kind of are okay for a while, um, you know. But because of the roster and how good they are, you know, they're Kevin Durant away from being, you know, contenders. So I think that's what they have to hinge their entire offseason on. If I'm them, that's what I do and make the hometown pitch and, and you know, roll the dice. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty disappointing season for them overall, but if they get KD, it'll all be worth it, I guess. Definitely. Uh, Raptors, Terrence Ross, you said, will average 15 points per game. Uh, he averaged 9.9, <laughs> uh, so not the big jump that you were expecting. I did not give a bold prediction for this team, uh, but really, really good season for the Raptors. Uh, much better than I thought. Uh, and I mean, playing the Pacers right now, I think they're they're down by four in the fourth quarter, but uh, I still expect them to win that series. The Raptors had a heck of a season. 56 yeah. wins is incredible. DeRozan. Over 23 points per game. Kyle Lowry has really developed into a nice player. Uh, 21.2 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, 6.4 assists. That's a beautiful. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's four and a half rebounds and four assists. That's just that's as good a guard play as you're going to get. Uh, it's it's really great. DeMar Carroll is a really good defender, which is key on these teams. You have an athletic small forward in Terrence Ross. Obviously, like I, like you said, um, he did not average 15 points per game, only 9.9. Uh, he's not even really a starter on their team, but he's nice coming off the bench. Um, they have a lot of good players. Corey Joseph, Louis Scola, Patrick Patterson. This is a team uh, that I think has the depth to make a deep run. Um, I don't want to give too much into that right now, but this is a solid team. I like their core. I like what they're doing, and I, I like them going forward. I mean, the East is LeBron James going somewhere else away from being wide open. Yeah, and I mean, we, we saw all those teams at 48 wins, so... Uh, there's, there's some good teams uh, in the East. Uh, probably one of the first years that it's been deeper than the Western Conference, I would say, uh, in a while. Uh, and after the top four teams, which are very, very good teams in the West, uh, it really drops off severely. Uh, I mean, Blazers are the big seed. Uh, so that just shows you. Uh, but we'll move on to the Mavs, another team in the West that made the playoffs. You said that Dirk would get hurt and doesn't finish the season. Uh, luckily, uh, he did not get hurt. Uh, and the Mavs are in the playoffs because of them. And I said that Wesley Matthews would average 18 points per game, uh, and he only averaged 12 and a half. If you told me that Wes only averaged 12 and a half, I would guess this team didn't make the playoffs. I would think that he would be uh, right around their leading scorer. I mean, maybe Parsons, but those two guys came in third and fourth in scoring. And Dirk led the team in scoring. I mean, he is really something else um, at his age right now. Truly incredible. But, you know, he has the style 
to you know age well and age gracefully because uh, the way that he shoots and he, he he's not never relied on speed or anything like that. Uh, kind of reminds you of Kevin Garnett and also even Paul Pierce, guys who relied on a certain style that you know even when you're older and you start to slow down, you you can still be pretty effective because of the way that you play the game. And I mean, 18 points per game. I mean, I, he might have a couple more years left in him. Uh, this is a team. I mean, they've always done this. They piece guys together and try to make a run at it. Obviously, I think we all know they don't have enough. Um, but they have a decent core. I mean, I really like Chandler Parsons um, and Wes Matthews. You're going to need at least two more solid players to really creep into the top top half of the Western Conference uh, to make a run at some of these other teams. But, I mean, obviously, with the teams at the top, it just looks really grim for everybody else. But I mean, this is about as good as, as you can do. We'll see if they can make some damage in the playoffs. I mean, I really love Dirk, so it would be cool to see them um, you know, make a deep run, but that's going to be tough. Yeah, this team needs to get a point guard uh, if they want to move on to the future. Williams, Berea, and Felt are their three point guards. Um, what's that, an average age over 30? Right. Uh, so they need to probably tra- – and they already have – I don't think they have the first-round pick this year. I think most of the Celtics uh, for maybe the Williams trade. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're going to need – they're going to need some uh, some youth on this team. Uh, Justin Anderson's a nice shooting guard, uh, and like you said, the other parts are, are definitely going to keep this team contending. Uh, I think uh, for the next few years. Yeah, I mean they don't have a lot of young guys. Uh, most of their guys are older, but they're not so old that they can't compete for the next few years. I think that they're going to stay about the same level of of good but they're deep that's the thing about them they have a lot of guys coming off the bench and have a lot of experience and that's the bonus of having older players but you know again like i said they're not they're not going to get better so they need yeah they need to draft and they need to get one or two more guys if they're really going to make a run at this thing but you know i i don't see what's wrong with you know a lot of people hate the whole oh let's just make the playoffs every year like we said Another team that's pretty much these past few seasons, at least, basically, I mean, for a long time, basically like the Hawks were and the Pacers and these other teams we were just talking about. And, you know, at the end of the day, it stinks. But, you know, if you're a fan, especially with how good some of these teams are at the top of the league, um, it's almost kind of nice to just get in the playoffs every year and have some games and at least you have a chance at the thing. And now we'll move on to your favorite team in the NBA, the Chicago Bulls. You are a (laughs) You were a Bulls lover early in the year. Your prediction was that they were going to take the Cavs to seven games in the conference finals. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see if that happens. The uh, Bulls might have some trouble getting there since they're not in the playoffs. But um, my prediction was that Bobby Portis will be the starter by the end of the year. Uh, I think he had a pretty good season, but uh, he didn't wind up breaking the starting lineup. Uh, Miritich has a pretty good season. Same with Kyle Saul. So. Uh, they definitely have a lot of depth there, and with Taj Gibson also. Does everyone believe me now that Derrick Rose stinks? Come on. 13.5 is his PER. Forget about how many points he gets and all the other fancies crap. He only averaged 4.7 assists. He didn't even lead his team. Although, in his defense, Jimmy Butler looks like he's a heck of a player. 20.9 points per game, uh, 5.3 rebounds, 4.8 assists, uh, over a steal and a half per game. I mean, this kid can ball. Um, tw- over 21 on his PER. This kid is, I think, possibly going to bloom into a superstar, although he's, if it, that's the case, he's really developing kind of slow for a player that's going to do that. But at the very least, he's a really solid player and definitely one of the better players in the NBA going forward, I think. Uh, I, you know, I'm kind of disappointed because 
when the Bulls lost their coach Thibodeau, I really immediate my immediate reaction was, oh, this team is going to be horrible. Their mo is playing defense. They have to play defense, and without Thibodeau, they're not going to play defense. And they got Hoiberg, and I think I got caught up in the whole Hoiberg. Maybe he can be Brad Stevens. That whole, you know, just not a good line of thinking. And obviously, I paid for it by making a silly prediction. I mean. I should have stuck with my original gut, which is this team won't be good without Thibodeau. Because, like I said, they don't really have a lot of offensive talent. Obviously, Butler is is developing into somebody that's pretty good offensively. But they were good because they played defense. And it's just not the case anymore. Yeah. uh, A really, really poor season by the Bulls not to make the playoffs. Uh, They definitely had the talent to be in the playoffs. Uh, Like you said, great year by Jimmy Butler. Um, Definitely uh, developing into a superstar for the league continues on track um, but we'll see what the Bulls do uh, definitely need to make some changes uh, we'll move on to the Blazers uh, we'll start with my predictions which is much worse than yours I said that they would have the worst record in the Western Conference Wow! and now they are the five seed in the West wow. so I was just a little off uh, <laughs> while you said that CJ McCollum would average 15 points per game he averaged 20.8 hey. uh, and credit to us Credit to us that we had a whole conversation about how good DJ McCollum would be hey. uh, early in the year. What do you know? Another another prediction. I mean, 20 is not 15, but I think that that was the point. He was going to average a lot. I mean, I'm shocked that he averaged 20 points per game. But, yeah, credit to both of us. I mean, I think we are both raving about him. And he looks like he's really something. And I think he was the difference. I mean, we knew Damian Lillard was good, and we knew he was going to put up numbers. Um, I'm surprised he actually didn't average more points. But if you have a guy on your team also averaging 20, um, you know, it's pretty tough to, to put up more than 25. But, yeah, I mean, C.J. McCollum, I think, was a difference for this team this year. Uh, they have a, a bunch of guys that are okay uh, after those two guys. But, I mean, honestly, if you look at this roster, I'm surprised that they're the fifth seed. I think I, I know you are. Yeah, I mean, great seasons by all, all of the role players, too. Ed Davis really had a good season. Uh, Mo Harkless, uh, a guy that was drafted, um, had a pretty decent season also. So, uh, definitely... I mean, you couldn't ask for a better season for the Blazers. I mean, they weren't going to finish top four. They weren't better than any of the top four teams in the West. So, uh, fifth place, uh, and nobody would have predicted any better. So, that that's the best they could have done, I think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's shocking that they're above Houston. We'll get into them later. But it's tremendous. I mean, I, I just, I'm shocked. But, look, they they have a good, solid base in, in McCollum and Lillard. you got to keep that together. Um, either Alan Crabb gets better, which is probably not the case, or you got to go get at least one other really good player. I, if they get a guy of of, Lil, of McCollum's talent or maybe someone almost as good, this team could get back to this spot next year. I think right now the problem is they only have two guys that are that are really good, and I agree with you. I think they have some decent bench players, but they have to have one more guy that's that next level kind of player. And maybe I mean they're not going to win a championship, but maybe they could at least return to the to the four or even try to sneak into the three seed next year. There was only four teams in the NBA this year that had two guys average 20 points. Uh, the Blazers are one, of course, Oklahoma City, um, and then Toronto and Golden State. Okay. So that's, that's putting them in some pretty good company there. Absolutely. Um, I mean, C.J. McCollum averaged 20.8. That's right above Andrew Wiggins, right below Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker. So... Really great season by them. Uh, like you said, couldn't do much better. We'll see how they do against the Clippers in the playoffs. Uh, we'll move to the Cavs. Your prediction was that they would win the most games in the NBA uh, <laughs> and then 
win the NBA Finals, <laughs> and my prediction was they won't make the NBA Finals. Um, so, really, the only thing there is that you were wrong about the most games won. <laughs> I can't really blame them since 73 wins by the Warriors. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we still have to see whether they're going to make the finals and then win the finals. Well, you can blame me. I mean, they weren't even second. Um, you know, we didn't see the Warriors. I mean, this, I don't think anyone saw the Spurs either. We already talked about it. But, man, I, I was pretty off here. I mean, they weren't even close. Um, but, I, I mean, the Cavs is the same team pretty much from last year. Uh, I don't think they're any better. Uh, and I don't think they're any worse. About the same as they were last year. Uh, I think they're going to go as LeBron goes. Um, you know, that's it. I mean, there's nothing really to say. We're going to see what they do. Um, I don't want to give my predictions right now, but there's not much to say about their season. I think it was about exactly the same as last year. We'll move to the Spurs. I mean, we've been talking about them a lot. Uh, your bold prediction was that they will lose to the Cavs in the NBA Finals. And I wrote down a, a quote that you said. Uh, <laughs> you said, not a team that goes out and wins 65 games. <laughs> and, uh, boy, did they prove you wrong by winning 67 games. Uh, I mean, they, they did win the most in franchise history, so they don't typically win 65 games. But uh, I just thought I'd bring that up since you specifically said that not a team that wins 65 games. Um, yeah, well, that's, uh, glad you brought that up, Kev. Um, yeah, I mean, they must have heard the podcast, I guess, and got inspired to uh, go out there and uh, try extra hard during the regular season. I don't know. Like I said, uh, I think the development of Kawhi, I mean, a lot of people expected him, obviously, to get better, uh, leading them in scoring a 26 PER. I mean, this guy is... It's a different podcast topic, but man, he's one of the best players in the league. And then LaMarcus, obviously, like I said before, a tremendous transition uh, I expected him to transition well, but he did an amazing job. And these guys are just deep. I mean, they go deep down the whole bench. They got a guy, Simmons, this year that came in. He, he's been tremendous for them. They, I don't know where they get these guys from, but this team, they have so many guys that have, have experience. Everybody knows their role. I mean, this is, this is the same Spurs well-oiled machine, but this is arguably and probably the best team they've ever had. Uh, any other year, they're the clear favorites to win the title. Um, we can get into that later. But man, this team, this team is really, really good. And uh, well, well, thank you for leading me into my uh, <laughs> bold prediction, which left you in shock. Uh, I said that Kawhi Leonard will win the MVP, uh, and you were shocked for the rest of the, the podcast. Um, which I mean, he's not going to win the MVP, but uh, I still think he was much closer than uh, you originally thought. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's one of the candidates, one of the finalists. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's not. He's not in the MVP in our traditional sense either. Um, in the non, you know, best player, best team sense either. But yeah, I mean, he's tremendous. He got even a lot better than he was before. Their playoff run obviously is going to go through him. Probably, um, they're going to lean on him a lot, and we'll see. I'm excited to see how he steps up for them. This season, um, I think whether they win a championship or not, it's going to come down to mostly him, probably a little bit of Lamarcus. But um, yeah, I mean, I was definitely wrong about this. You were obviously not right because we can talk about it, but it's probably Steph's award. There's no surprise there. Uh, but he's one of the candidates. Been so. his award since the beginning of the year. Yeah, pretty much. You're right. <laughs> no one's even really else to talk uh, besides besides Curry. Uh, but we'll move on. Uh, go to the Grizzlies who uh, he finishes eight seed. Or for seventy, sorry. Uh, you can't really blame them uh, for falling down in the standings, uh, missing Conley, 
missing us all. Zach Randolph was just basically playing with bench players. Um, I mean, it's a tough season for them. You said that Gasol will be moved uh, in the off season, so we'll see if that happens. And I said that Matt Barnes will be in jail uh, by the end of the year. <laughs> uh, so Matt Barnes is still on the team, uh, not in jail. Uh, we'll see if Gasol is moved in the off season. Man, this team is really one of my favorites, and it's just a shame, like you said. I mean, they can't do anything without Gasol and Conley, and maybe if they bring everyone back, they could try to make a run at it. I mean, this team is a tough out with those guys in, but without them, oh man. But you know, they just they just have they have a great roster. I love it. They're deep. They don't have. I mean, Gasol is arguably a superstar. I don't think he is, but he's a really really good player. And can we talk about how good Vince Carter is still? Yeah, it's incredible. It really is. He's really, he's just chugging along. Um, but look, I mean, this team is going to have to rebuild. They probably should trade Gasol and start all over. Even if they brought everyone back, they're not going to go anywhere. And they're not going to be able to attract anybody to go there, I don't think. And I, 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 you know, they've always been one of my favorite teams. They play defense. And I thought maybe one of these years they could make a run at it. But I, I think it's over now. Yeah, I think we both mentioned it. Uh in their previous pocket that we thought last year was their year that they could make that run. Uh, just weren't able to do it. Um, so we'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I don't expect them to make too much noise uh, with all the injuries and everybody uh, that's out. So uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see what they do from here on out because uh, their future is definitely uh, very narrow if they keep, uh, if they keep the players uh Way too old. Uh, we'll move on to the Clippers. You said that they would make the conference finals and lose to the Spurs, and I said that the Clippers would win the NBA title. Wow, so we both had pretty, we had this team going pretty far, both of us. Um, I guess I don't want to get into that part of it because we're going to talk about it in a little bit. But this team, it goes without saying, this team is really good. Um, I. I, I, I think they have a great starting five, and they have a great bench. Um, I don't know what else to say without going into the predictions, but a good season for them overall, I think about as much as you would expect out of them, given what some of the other teams in the West did. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, both of our predictions are still to come. Right. So not much to talk about there. Make fun of us or make bad ones. But don't worry, we still got three picks left. Uh, you said that Dwight will get moved in the offseason for the Rockets. And I said that Ty Lawson will lead the league in assists per game. Wow. Not, not only did he not do that, he's not even on the Rockets anymore. He's playing for the Pacers. Yeah, so, what, what can you say? Yeah, I, I can say I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, so, Harden, James Harden had a good year, uh, a great year even. Uh, 25, over 25 PER, 29 points per game, 6.1 rebounds, 7.5 assists. He just doesn't have help. Uh, there's there's decent guys in this team, but there's really nobody that's worth it, any good, that's really going to help this team get anywhere. They just have a bunch of guys that are okay. Um, I just I don't like this team. I, I think that they're overrated, even though they're, what, they're like the eighth seed. I think that they're still overrated. They're just, they're okay. I mean, that's, that's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, not much going on in Houston if they can't make any noise. Uh, again, the Warriors. Uh, definitely a tough matchup for the Warriors in the first round, though. Um, we'll see what they can do. Uh, we'll move on to the Hawks. Not really much to talk about the Hawks. Pretty good season. 
a hawk season, put it that way. You said you're going to rebuild. They, they're going to rebuild after this season. I didn't make a prediction, but, uh, I mean, I don't really know how else to, else to put it, but just a, a typical Atlanta Hawks season. Yeah, I mean, what else can you say? I mean, they had an outstanding season last year that ended in failure, and now they had a typical Hawks season, like you said, and they're going to lose at some point in the playoffs, and that's it. I mean, that's the Atlanta Hawks. I think they should rebuild. I mean, go, you know, break your team up. Try to go for it one of these times. Um you know, like I said, it's not a bad thing for fans, you know, if you're in the playoffs every year and, and at least you're in it to make a run at it. But, I mean, it's got to get old after a while. I mean, some of these teams have just started doing it or might get into doing it. I mean, this team's been doing it forever, it feels like. I can't remember them being any different than this. So, I mean, maybe they're waiting and hoping that they can get a superstar to come there. Um, they do have um, a little bit of depth, so maybe if someone came there, they could they could change it around. But again, it's kind of like Memphis; they're not exciting. They're not. Who wants to go play for the Hawks? I mean, they just they're just not that exciting, and I don't see them attracting anyone to go there. And finally, we'll talk about the Golden State Warriors, who I went out on a real big limb here, saying that they have the best record in the West. That was uh, real bold of me. And uh, I wrote down a, a few quotes uh, that you said about oh, the Warriors. Boy. Oh, boy. Uh, this is The most be good. overrated team in <laughs> NBA history. <laughs> and Curry, the most overrated player in a long time. And your bold prediction was they, they won't make the conference finals. Uh, your thoughts on those uh, quotes from you? <laughs> wow. Uh, what, what can I say? Uh, his PR is 31.6. Uh, Curry's average. good, right? It's decent. Uh, it was on pace to be the best in NBA history. I don't think he got that far, but uh, 30.1 points per game. Still uh, somehow got 5.4 rebounds and an incredible 6.7 assists to go along with it. Uh, over two steals per game. Uh, I, I Just absolutely tremendous. Uh, he is the best shooter in the NBA right now. Not, I will still say he's not right now the best shooter ever, but he's very close and definitely arguably, and I think most people have already given it to him. I hesitate to do that uh, to a guy so early in his career, but he's set so many records already uh, that I think people feel comfortable making that statement. Um, he's definitely close if he's not. Uh, just the, definitely the best scorer in the league right now. Uh, one of the best we've seen in a while. Uh, he has a lot of creativity, um, not as much as Iverson, uh, Kobe, some other great scorers, but he doesn't need it because he is a better shooter than those guys way better and so and the range that he has is is literally it's it's out of this world phenomenal I don't know if anyone has ever had that range maybe Pete Maravich I don't know but I mean he comes over half court sometimes and shoots it it's it's incredible um he also led the league in steals per game yeah so um I do still think he's overrated um we could talk a different podcast where we rank players I do think he's wildly overrated a part of that is is there's a lot of hype and he's so fun to watch and anybody can understand what he's doing uh it's hard to watch LeBron or Kawhi Leonard or even Anthony Davis and really appreciate the impact and that what they're doing in a basketball game when you watch Steph anybody in the world can appreciate that that's why Kobe was so appreciated um guys that can fill it up and score anybody can you know, see the ball going in the basket. It's easy to understand, and I think that's why he's overrated. I'm not saying he's not great. Don't get me wrong, he is. Um, and I was definitely wrong about this team being overrated, um, obviously. Um, 
last year, this team's is a lot better than last year. So let's not mix up the two. You know, that statement, if it was going forward, I was 100% wrong about. I don't think I was that wrong about last year's team. Last year's team, don't forget, was down 2-1 to one in the finals. This year's team would beat last year's team 4-0 and oh in a seven-game series, or maybe 4-1. to one. I mean, that's how much better they are this year than last year. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And they were down 2-1 to one to uh, not a very good Cavs team, I would say. I mean, it was basically just LeBron willing his team to two in right. uh, with all their injuries. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they are two completely different teams. Everybody they kept got better. Uh, Draymond's actually getting paid this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to bring up those quotes. It's uh, <laughs> just pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but you, you would – would you take back that Curry is the most overrated player in a long time? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely, actually. I think I was saying that in light of what he did last year. And, I mean, maybe at the time, he probably – I still think that at the time. But going – like I said, it's the same thing with the team. At the time, the team and him were both very overrated. Are they overrated now? I think both are a little bit. Not the team, but him. I think the team is actually underrated. The team he is overrated still, but no, he's not one of the most overrated players at this point. I think but I stand by what I said going back to last year, but going forward, no, I was definitely 100% wrong about him. Well, uh, I'll just go through our uh, playoff predictions uh, that we made. Uh, in the East you had the Cavs, Bulls, Hawks, Heat, Raptors, Bucks, Celtics and Hornets. I had the Cavs, Wizards, Hawks, <laughs> Raptors, Bulls, Celtics, Heat, Pacers. Um, so we, we generally got all the teams. I mean, our two seeds, neither of them made the playoffs, so that's pretty bad. Right. Um, you had the Cavs uh, going, winning the East against the Bulls. I had the Cavs beating the Heat. Um, that obviously can't happen with the Heat as the four seed. Or no, they're the three seed, right? They're the three seed, yeah. Okay, so uh, that can happen. Um and then in the West, you had the Warriors, Clippers, Rockets, Spurs, Thunder, Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Mavericks. Well, I had the Warriors, Spurs, Clippers, Thunder, Rockets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Timberwolves. Uh, and then I had the Clippers over the Thunder, and you had the Spurs over the Clippers. And then in the final, you had the Cavs winning, and I had the Clippers winning. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll go through the playoffs now. Now, see what uh, if we change our minds at all. Um, we'll start in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Cavs. I mean, I'm going to assume that we both have them getting out of the first round. What do you think of the Pistons matchup? Though? That's a that's a sweep. The Pistons had a good sweep. season. LeBron James hasn't lost a, a, a game in the first round since 2012. Nothing's going to change here. They're going to come out. They'll be ready to play. Uh, LeBron's teams always are. That's one thing you 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 have with LeBron. He's an incredible leader. Uh, his teams are always ready to play. They never come out and lay an egg. They will come out. They will beat the crap out of the Pistons in four games, and they will move on to the next round. Was that the Lou Williams game? Is that the last game he lost in the first round? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know the specific game, but I know that, that that's the that's the fact. Oh, uh, okay. Cause, uh, no, I mean, that was against the Sixers. Lou Williams had a game winner, I think, on Easter Day. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was incredible. That was the only game the Sixers won in that series, though. Uh, last time the Sixers were in the playoffs, actually. So, Do you think the Pistons uh, are going to win a game in the series? I think it, I think those five games, yeah. I don't think it's a complete sweep. I think, uh, I think they'll get one at home. Uh, the five, but uh, I don't know how competitive these are the years. 
move on to the Celtics versus the Hawks. Um, four to five matchup. I have Celtics six. I'm going to go with the Celtics as well. I'm really torn about how many games it's going to go. Um, six is probably a safe choice. Um, game six will be at home for the Celtics. So they can close it out there. Game six is at home. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Hawks are the home team. Yeah, you're right. I've, okay. I, okay. I'm going to go with that. I think Celtics and six is the safer choice. They're, they're definitely going to win this series. Um, I think they could even win it in five. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with six to be safe. Okay. Three seed, Heat um, are playing the six seed, Hornet. Um, I think this this is going to be a tough series. I'm going to say the Heat and six, though. Yeah, I'm going to go the same. I think the Hornets might be able to steal a game or two. Um, I don't think Bosch is going to come back, which is going to hurt the, the Heat. They're definitely the better team. Um, it's tough to say a team's going to win on the road, but I don't think Charlotte has too much of a home court advantage. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Heat and say, again, it's it's safe. I could see it in five, uh, but I think Charlotte's good enough to, to win a game or two. I think they have, and again, we talked about this earlier. I mean, Jefferson and some of those guys have some experience. So I think they'll be able to win two games in this series. And then uh, the game that just finished, actually. Uh, Pacers took game one uh, against the Raptors, but I'm going to pick the Raptors in seven. I was going to pick this. Uh, this was bold, and I'm going to stay with it um, because I, I don't want to cheat. I thought the Raptors would sweep the Pacers. Um, I don't like the Pacers. I I just I, I don't know what to do with them. I guess I should have uh, given more credit to Paul George. I don't know. I didn't look at the box. Which I don't know. Maybe it wasn't him completely by himself. But... Oh, yeah, he had a very good game. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, the Pacers, I mean, I'm sorry. The Raptors had such a good season. Uh, I'm convinced that, that they're a really good team. Um, so, I thought they would be able to take care of business. But, I mean, clearly they're they're struggling. I mean, they're down 1-0. They just lost at home. So, we'll see what happens in that series. I mean, seven sounds like... Uh, more reasonable, obviously. I mean, if you lose the first game, best you could do is in five. And if you lose on your home floor in the first one, it's going to be tough to win the next four. So you're probably right in, in, that, in that prediction. Paul George had 33 points, four rebounds, six assists, and four yeah. steals. So, yeah. yeah, I think he's the reason they won. Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I was thinking about going five and thinking that Paul George would steal one. Um, but I don't know. I just thought Toronto was, was really good. But I don't know. Maybe they're not. They have playoff experience, but maybe they're not really ready to to be good enough to sweep teams. I mean, you need experience and, and stuff to do that. you got to be ready to play always. And But, I mean, i, I got to give credit to the Pacers. I mean, it's not like they're a garbage team. They won 45 games, and Paul George is really good, Monta Ellis. So, you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, it doesn't help when Valchunas, DeRozan, and Lowry go combined 12 for 36. So I don't expect that for the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, but we both had the Raptors moving on. Um and then uh, we'll go to the second round here. Um, Cavs versus Celtics, I think we both had, right? Yes. And uh, this is a tough one for me. Uh, I'm going to take the Cavs, but I think it goes the distance. I think it gives all seven games. Wow. That's so bold. I am going to go with Cavs in five. This is going to be a fun series. Uh, there's going to be some animosity, I think, between these two teams. Uh, Boston's tough. They're gritty. Um, I, it's going to be fun. This is going to be one of the better, like more fun series uh, in the whole playoffs, I think. It'd be awesome if it goes seven. Um, I just think that there's going to be a lot of motivation for the Cavs. 
um, to prove themselves. And I think the most important thing, if you're the Cavs, is you have to assume you're getting out of the East. And with that assumption, you have to assume you're going to end up playing either Golden State or San Antonio probably, and most likely Golden State. Your biggest advantage has to be that you have more rest than them because you don't have any other advantage other than having LeBron. So you have to play your LeBron card and your rest card. And I know the East is approved this year, but they're definitely the best team, and they have to come out every night and play that way and expend the energy and keep the series short so they can rest more, so they can be rested up when they, they play who comes, whoever comes out of the West. And then the Raptors and the Heat. Uh, this one's a tough one for me. I, I really wish Boston uh, didn't finish as the 4-5 or five because I probably would have had them uh, making the conference finals. But I'll say the Raptors win this in five games. I'm going to go with the Raptors. I think it's going to take them. I think it's going to take them seven. And my hesitate here because the experience of of Dwayne in that seventh game really tempts me to pick the Heat. I like the Heat. You know that. I think I'm drinking some of the Kool Aid that's going on down here. Um, I know they don't have Bosch. But I, I think they can they can play it tough with Toronto. I like I said I like Toronto. I think they're really good. Uh, I think experience is going to play a factor here, and I think these teams are just they're they're both really good. And um, yeah, I think I think Toronto is going to take it in six or seven. But I'm going to go seven here. I think it's going to be hard to beat Dwayne uh, on his home court. And then so we both have the Cavs and Raptors yeah. in the conference finals, right? And I, I think we're both going Cavs. I'll say in. Six. I'm going to go five again here. I'm hesitating. I th- I'm thinking about even going to sweep. Um, I think they just uh, I just think they're better than everyone. I know they only won one more game than Toronto in the regular season, but like I said, I think they're going to be laser focused. Um, not that they don't take anyone in the East seriously, but I think they realize that they should be the ones who come out. And like I said before, their focus and energy is going to be on getting through each round as fast as possible, I think. And I think they'll be able to do that for the most part. Uh, so we both had the Cavs coming out of the East. No, not really a surprise there. Uh, I mean, the East is much better than it has been, but I just think the Cavs are the best team there. Uh, we'll move on to the West. Uh, the first round, in my opinion, won't be that exciting. Uh, Warriors and Rockets, I'll say Warriors at five. Sweep. Sweep. All right. Uh, is that all you got to say about that? Sweep? Yep. Uh, well, fine. We'll go to Spurs and Grizzlies. Sweep. I'm going to go sweep. sweep. Yeah, I'm going to go sweep on that one. Uh, Spurs are just so good, and we've talked about all the injuries uh, that the Grizzlies have had. Um, just a really rough season for them. Uh, and then four and five, you have the Clippers and the Blazers. Sweep. And I'll say, you're going to sweep again? Are you going to sweep all four? Sweep for the Clippers. Uh, I'm going to say that they win in five, I think. Uh Blake Griffin coming back is going to be a little bit of adjustment, and they, and they drop a game in Portland, but I don't think it's that big of a deal for them. Um, and then the Mavs and the Thunder. Sweep. <laughs> no, you, you're not going to sweep all four. Right? I am. The, the teams, listen, there's a, between the fourth and the fifth seed, there's a nine-game difference. Nine games. The teams at the top are way better than the teams at the bottom. It's it. Yes, I, I know I'm, I was being a little funny, but I'm serious. I do be, truly believe that there's none of these. All four of the teams at the top 
shouldn't lose a single game to those teams. I mean, the Clippers are way better than Portland. Oklahoma City is way better than Dallas. And then we don't even need to talk about the other two series. I'm shocked that you think Houston could beat Golden State in a game. I'm going to say this one's a five, too. So, I mean, I only I have a sweep and then three series of five. And I just... All right, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not. It's not like you picked any of them to go six or seven. I mean, I know I went sweep all the way. Yeah. I'm, I truly believe that. Now, obviously, the NBA is crazy and things happen, but this is what I. These teams, if I'm, if I'm a fan of these teams, I'm disappointed if any of those teams in the top four drop a game. I mean, Portland's not good, and and Dallas, Dallas has talent. That's the only one I would think might win a game, but I think Oklahoma City will sweep them. I do. It's just so difficult to sweep a team that I, I would be very shocked. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're on the same page. I have three going five games and Spurs sweeping. Um, and if those four teams don't win the series, <laughs> uh, I would be very shocked. That it has to be some injury or something like that. The top four teams left uh, head and shoulders above, uh, above the other four teams. Uh, so then we got the Clippers and the Warriors. That is the series that everybody wants to watch. Uh, these teams have not liked each other for. Uh, a good time now. And, uh, everybody was expecting the Clippers to be the team uh, that was going to break out. Uh, Warriors broke out last year, won the title. I am going to say that the Clippers win this series. In- oh, my God. <laughs> you all right there? Yeah, what did you say? I'm sorry. I, I think I passed out. You said what? <laughs> uh, sorry. I said that the Clippers are going to win the six. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Are you gonna are you gonna pass that again? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay this time. Braced myself. Um, wow, I was tempted to say the Golden State's gonna sweep the Clippers. I am gonna give the Clippers the benefit of the doubt and say that they will win one game in the series, and Golden State will move on in five. I can't believe you think the Clippers are gonna beat Golden State. That's yeah. Um, I mean, well rested Blake Griffin. Hopefully his hands all right after uh, breaking it. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see how he does. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Clippers are just that talented. Uh, and these two teams really hate each other. I can't see it going shorter than six games. So I'll say the Clippers are six just so they don't have to win that seventh game in Golden State. Um, and then we got the Spurs and the Thunder. I'm going to go, go Spurs in seven. I am tempted to go the other way. I know you I'm are. The Spurs in seven. I'm very tempted. Because uh, I, I just really want this Thunder team to get back to the finals. Uh, but I just like this Spurs team so much that I'll say the Spurs at seven also. Uh, but, I mean, this is what everybody wants to watch. These two series and then the conference finals in the West is, is really what's going to help decide who's going to win it all, I think. Uh, and, I mean, the Cavs just get back to uh, get to just watch every team in the West beat each other up. Yeah, I mean, hopefully um, for the Cavs, it doesn't go like I said. I, I said it's going to go. Hopefully, uh, the first round series are longer. I mean, even it, hopefully it doesn't go as short as you said. Even um, and you only had a couple of five game series, so hopefully um, for the Cavs' sake, it's not like it is right here. But in the second round, if the Clippers win in six, like you said, in San Antonio in seven, there'll be a little bit of of uh, blood there. And then uh, the finals, I mean, who do you have between the, the Clippers and San Antonio? I'm assuming that's not a short series either. Yeah, I'm going to say Spurs and six. Okay. Which I, I think you thought I was going to go Clippers still. But, yeah, I'm going to go Spurs. Yeah, uh, I am. 
I just can't believe this whole Clippers business. I am going to go with Golden State in six over San Antonio. I'm tempted to go less games than that, uh, but the Spurs are really good. Um, yeah. Spurs are very good, and they when you if you watch their games against Golden State, Golden State looks like a completely different team when they play the Spurs than when they play everybody else. Well, because the Spurs play defense in the regular season, you know that's oh yeah, that's what the difference is. But yeah, I mean obviously. San Antonio is by far and away, to me, the second-best team in the NBA. Obviously, um, you feel probably pretty close to that, to seeing as how far you have them going, but I guess you don't think Golden State's the best team. I'll explain a little bit after we finish our total predictions. I'll explain why I'm so high on Golden State, but let's... Um, but that, that 73 wins, is that a big part of it? Well, you know, that's something to do with it. Um, so what about your finals? You have Cleveland versus San Antonio. I'm assuming you're going San Antonio. I am going San Antonio in five. Yeah, I'm going Golden State in five. Um, I will say this, though. Um, I think that the Cavs beat any other team out of the West. I think if the Thunder or the Clippers come out, I think the Cavs beat those teams, um, whereas I don't think you agree with that. Um, I'd, I would probably agree with that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I think those those are seven-game series, though. Yeah, they're definitely... I don't think... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think those would be very... Very tight uh, series, but yeah, I'd probably take the Cavs over them, uh, those two teams. All right, now let me just a uh, little quick note on Golden State. So um, this is this is my thing with them, uh, and this is why I think that they're not beatable, uh, barring injury. Um, they they won seventy three games. Obviously, it's the best record of all time. And there's a lot of debate right now. Oh, are they better than the Bulls of, of whatever? Okay, here's the thing. On paper. And even out on paper, in real life, talent-wise, the Bulls are definitely better, way better of a team. I think the Spurs this year are better and have more talent than Golden State, maybe even the Clippers, and obviously you have them beating them. The thing is, they play the the live-by-the-three, die-by-the-three basketball, which is a terrible basketball strategy. It's a horrible one, and it never works because of the second part, die-by-the-three. Here's the difference. This team shoots the three so well, I don't think they are capable of dying by it, at least not in a series, maybe in one game. But the thing is, you can play them tough for three quarters, three and a half quarters. If they get hot at the end or even in the middle stretch and go on a 15-0 run or 15-0, 20 to 5 run because they're shooting threes like crazy. It's just not something that I think you're going to be able to recover from. I think they scored 100 and almost 115 points per game this season. And I know teams play defense in the postseason, but the thing is, their brand of basketball where you're passing the ball so much, everybody can shoot the three, everybody can shoot. It's just, it's unguardable as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I just, I just think that. They shoot the three so well that it's not going to matter what you do. I just don't see them getting beat. Maybe in a game here or a game there, but they're just – that's it for me. I think it's the three-point shooting that sets them apart and makes them honestly unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, obviously I think Golden State's one of the best teams uh, in a while. But, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think the Cavs would rather play the Warriors than they would want to play the Spurs just because of the matchups. Uh, and the matchup of Kawhi Leonard being able to cover LeBron—they don't want that at all. Um, but yeah, it's, and those two teams, I think the Spurs and the Warriors. I really hope they do meet in the conference finals. I hope that the Clippers don't beat them and that they, uh, the Spurs beat the Thunder, uh, because everybody wants wants to watch that series, uh, and it would just be so fun to watch. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say this because if Golden State gets in the finals and plays LeBron, the ratings will be, oh my goodness. I mean, if you're, if you're the NBA, that's the only thing you're hoping for right now. But man, Golden State-San Antonio Conference Finals, that's going to get really, really high ratings as well. Um, I, the only thing that could be better in the East than them playing Toronto would be Miami, which isn't possible. Um, so I think that they're kind of screwed in the East. You have to hope for the Cleveland-Miami series for ratings, but everything else in the East is a snooze fest as far as people that don't follow the NBA. But, man, Golden State-San Antonio followed by either San Antonio. I mean, for the NBA, it's got to be Golden State, obviously, and and Cleveland. I think that's the dream that everyone wants to see. And for me, and I think for you, you also agree, I think Golden State and San Antonio, if they do meet, I mean, that's, that's the NBA Finals as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's going to be just awesome to watch. See if that ends up happening. Uh, any uh, any last notes? Uh, I mean, you went on your little uh, Warriors rant about how good they are. <laughs> any other anything else? No, I just you know I just think that it's ridiculous that people compare them and say you know they're not as good. I mean, we already know that. I mean, it just bothers me because of course there are better rosters, better rosters right now in the NBA. But do they beat the Bulls in a series? Yes, because they just they're just going to outscore people, which is a bad strategy until you get to the level of shooting as high of a percentage as they do and you know have an offensive efficiency that is that incredibly high. That's just what separates them. But I don't know if you wanted to talk quickly about the individual candidates uh, the individual awards, maybe just MVP and rookie oh, yeah. of the year. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about MVP a little. Um, and noted that Curry's basically going to win it. Uh-huh. Um, there's other guys out there. We mentioned Kawhi. Um, Damian Lillard should definitely be in the conversation. Uh, I mean, I'm, and we've talked about how much I like Damian Lillard, but I really think he deserves uh, a lot of credit for what that team did this year. Oh, no doubt about it. And I give a lot of credit to C.J. McCollum, but obviously what what he did was – was more important. I mean, without him, they would be horrible. Uh, Kawhi, you, you mentioned, and uh, I think Russell Westbrook is in the conversation this year. Draymond Green, even though he's on Steph's team, I mean, unbelievable. Uh, LeBron, obviously, is always in the conversation. But yeah, I agree with you with Steph Curry, and I usually have a problem with MVP. I clearly don't. This year, uh, to me, it's it's uh, it's a runaway, and I, I don't I don't disagree with it. And I think uh, most people agree that Towns is the Rookie of the Year, and Kristaps and, and Jalil are probably two three in that race. I've actually seen a lot of Jokic at three there uh, because of all the time that Okafor missed. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one and two, and not even switching him up. It's the Towns one and Kristoff two. Yeah, all right. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, those two just had very good season. Um, yeah, nothing really. Towns, we'll see if he can keep improving because if he does, uh, he'll be in that MVP candidate uh, talk in a few years. Uh, well, most improved. Um, I mean, this is always tough award, but I think you have to go to C.J. McCollum. Yeah, I think that, that makes the most sense. I mean, obviously, I was saying that a bull prediction was 15, and uh, he got over 20. Um, he's He would definitely be my pick. I think he's going to be the guy who gets it. Um, six man of the year? Um, I'm going to guess yours is Will Barton. Yeah, I'm going to go Will Barton just because I saw him this year uh, play so many games. Um, I mean, the Nuggets, they overachieved, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, not just because of Will Barton, but I mean, him coming off the bench uh, was really, uh, really good for the team. Yeah, um, I, I think I probably agree with you. I just, I don't, I just don't care about this award that much. Um, yeah, it's a tough award. 
Yeah, and I mean it, it's it's thrown up in the air a lot. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, there's there, obviously there's a couple other people uh, in the mix there, but yeah, I mean he's a young guy, and I think he deserves to get respect. Uh, but it's hard when you're on such a bad team. So um, maybe we'll give him our pick because maybe he won't be the one who actually gets it, but he might be the one who truly deserves it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean a bunch of these awards are are tough. It depends how you look at them. Coach of the year, I think there's a lot of uh, candidates for this. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of guys. I mean, who do you give credit to in Portland for doing that? I mean, it, I'm talking about I can't give Portland all the awards. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, then Popovich, 67 wins. Who you got for Coach of the Year? Luke Walton. Luke Walton, yeah. I thought you were going to say something like that. Well, I, I'm I'm being facetious, but, I mean – it's pretty incredible what the Warriors did under him. It can't be Steve Kerr. Like, I'm going to lose my mind if it's Steve Kerr. Uh, he wasn't the coach. I think Luke coached him to more wins than Steve Kerr did. So I just I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. So if it's going to be a Warriors coach, it has to go to Luke Walton. I'm not even kidding. I'm dead serious about that. Um, I, I don't know about winning percentage, if their winning percentage is higher, but it may have been. Um, under Luke too. Well, Luke Wallen technically didn't win any games, right? I, under, I understand the, that he doesn't get credit, which is another ridiculous yeah. thing. But we don't need to get into all that right now. He <laughs> did win. He did win Coach of the Month, so I'm assuming he's eligible also for Coach of the Year. Um, but outside of that, I mean, yeah, Popovich is is uh, is deserves a lot of credit. I mean, it's the fourth best record in NBA history. So if you can't give it to a team that because the coaches were split, then yeah, you got to give it to Popovich. I think. I mean, it's nice to give it to a guy like you know that had a team that overachieved. But you I mean the Spurs overachieved, and they. I mean, winning sixty-seven games is just—it's an incredible feat, and that's why I would give it to if you can't give it to Luke. Yeah, I mean, I I give it to Popovich with Brad Stevens right behind though. Yeah, um, I think he did a great job, and uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but uh, the Grizzlies coach. I mean, the fact that that team's in the playoffs. Is it Dave Yeager? Uh, yeah, yep. That's, that's it. Um, yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit for uh, keeping that team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's always there's always a lot of candidates because teams overachieve and uh, they do really well when they, they're surprised, you know, surprised by. I mean, even the Raptors coach maybe could get some credit there. I think they've overachieved. Um, so, I mean, like we said, you know, there's always a lot of – candidates because you can look at it a couple different ways and it depends on how much credit you give to the coach or maybe it's the GM because the GM you know made a trade and whatever but then again the coach is the guy that you know facilitates it and at the end of the day the players are the ones playing so you know it's a tough award but to me it, it this makes most sense to go to the guy that wins the most games a lot of the time especially if they won an outrageous amount of games like both the Spurs and the Warriors did this season any other awards I'm missing here? Uh, defensive it? Player of the Year, I think, is the last one. Uh, yep, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I mean, I know Whiteside's not getting talked about a lot, but with that many blocks, I think he has to be in the conversation. Kawhi, uh, he doesn't put up the stats, but the way he covers, Draymond uh, will get uh, across this position he covers. Um, I'll go with Gobert, though. Uh, I'll stick my original pretty uh, prediction for the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, those three guys, I guess, for me, are probably the top guys. Um, Hassan. Which, but, which three is that? Uh, not Gobert. Hassan, 
uh, Kawhi and Draymond. Hassan, okay. 3.6 blocks per game. I mean, that, that's outrageous. Yeah. I mean, it's more, it's 1.38 more blocks per game than anyone else in the NBA. Um, that's incredible. So you could argue him for Defensive Player of the Year. Kawhi definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Um, I don't know if there's any perimeter defender in the NBA better than him. I would say that there's not. Um, we'll see what Paul Iguodala... very good. What's that? Paul George is very good. Yeah, he is. Uh, we'll see what Iguodala, if, uh, how healthy he is and what he's able to do, especially if they have to play, maybe if they end up playing um, a Durant... Um, and uh, some of the other players, we'll see who he covers and how well he does. But obviously, the postseason is is out of the question for these awards. But um, and then you know the last guy um, who I'm forgetting right now, oh Draymond, who's just incredible the way he's able to play. Uh, you know, uh, multiple different positions, play defense, especially down low. And I know I kind of discredited him earlier because I said you know there's no real true centers, but I was just trying to make a point about how you can counter a style of play and. I think it's tremendous what he's able to do. I mean, he's playing guys that are taller than him at the end of the day, and they're not all a bunch of bums. So, you know, it's really impressive. And, I mean, that's why he's in the conversation for MVP. Obviously, he scores, he rebounds, he assists, but, I mean, I think defense is a big part of that also. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, you mentioned Andre Iguodala, which I think we should have done this for the whole year, but I propose that from now on until the NBA Finals that we just refer to him as the Finals MVP. Oh, yeah, NBA Finals. MVP Andre Iguodala, excuse me, you're correct. I'm, I apologize for yeah. that. We'll do that for the next couple months before uh, Steph Curry or someone else wins the award. Hey, maybe you never know. Maybe, um, maybe Steph will have a bad Finals again, and you know Iguodala will will be the hero again. And back to back MVPs, you never know. That would be something. It would. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, I mean, a lot to look forward to in these playoffs. Uh, the lottery's coming up next month too. Big. Big time for the Sixers. Uh, see if they can get that Lakers pick. So I'm sure we'll do another one. Uh, maybe after this round of the playoffs or Sounds good. the following round. Um, but for Bill Golden, I'm Kevin McCorning. Uh Thanks for listening.